One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Tony Parker, Kaveen Seraphim, Rudy Gobert, Joey Devine, Nicholas Batum, Ian Mahindi, Sean Timote Luawu Kabaro, <laughs> Joffrey Laverne, Axel Tupane, Musical <laughs> Guest Phoenix, and now the host of Rumble Rock, Dave Shearing. Hey now, welcome to another edition of Roundball Rock. I'm Dave Schilling in Portland, Oregon. Beautiful town. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it's so nice. It's been raining the entire time, but you know are what? You, don't are you there care. for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival a week early? Yeah, no, I'm here to see uh, all the greats. Like, the like you know, uh, I can't Pete think Holmes of any... Pete Holmes from Crashing? I can't think of any good comics. Never mind. Okay, uh, Sean Keen, how are you? I'm good. Uh, watched a lot of great NBA basketball this weekend. Best sport this in the is... world. This has been an incredible first round, I really have to say. Even though uh, LeBron James is the devil and <laughs> drove a stake in the heart of the Pacers, it's been super fun. I've, he, I've enjoyed went it. To, he should have did, done the state of Indiana a solid and went to Coachella like he said he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why not? Put some, uh, put some feathers on your head, man. You don't need to play in the first round. Give us uh, something entertaining, for God's those sakes. Those Coachella quotes are so funny. He was like, <laughs> he, he said he, wishes, he wished he was at Coachella, and then the other Cavs made fun of him. And then he said, what? It looks fun. I like fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what else he likes? <laughs> no, what? Uh, making Larry Bird 
feel terrible. He seems to be very talented at that particular skill. Speaking of talented people, Joey Devine, how are you? Hi, it's Lit Fam. That's right, it is. Uh, <laughs> we have some reader mail. Oh, first off, let me uh, just say, Dave, I am so glad you're back. Uh, because oh, Billy Wayne Davis is a fucking scrub. No, uh, I love Billy Wayne I Davis. Am, I am bad at hosting. That is what I've learned. Oh, the you're two the times host? You've been gone. Yeah. <laughs> you do the hosting. Host? I haven't yeah. listened to the episodes. I don't know, Don Pardo. <laughs> Don Pardo can't even say Axel Tupain's name correctly. Or, he can't or host. Or Jan Mahinmi. <laughs> it's not. It's not Ian. It's Jan. It doesn't he, matter. Don he's Pardo. Making, he's the best. I love Don Pardo. I love Don Pardo too. Um, well, it's good to be back, and it's good to talk to to you guys and to interact with our listeners. I said, did I say reader mail again? It says yeah. readers in here. We don't have any readers. <laughs> Look at zero readers. The drop says reader mail. We have to just go. <laughs> Fair enough. It's established. This is round ball rock reader mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. These, I guess, these are our readers, guys. Um, <laughs> at Trey Cool, at Trey Cool X coming. <laughs> at Trey Cool X asks MVP Rondo's blazer Taylor or Russ Westbrook's stylist. I mean, obviously, Russell Westbrook is the MVP of of fashion, and Rajon Rondo uh, is a clown for dressing. He stole. In a bl- he stole that blazer from a child on his way to his uh, bar mitzvah, correct? What it looks like to me is like, you know, those, <laughs> you know, those movies where like Beethoven the dog will like rip somebody's sleeves off of a shirt or something. Yeah. That's what happened to Rajon Rondo. A dog it, got it. It looks like, it looks like a wrestler's costume. Yeah, it's all Not bad. to cross pods. I know, I know the Ghostbusters say don't cross pods, Dave, but. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something wrong with these players that their clothes are just being torn asunder constantly <laughs> on the way? Like, it just seems like Russell Westbrook gets out of his car, goes into the tunnel, and immediately runs full speed into a barbed wire fence. Uh, oh, no, he's, being, <laughs> he's getting attacked by female fans in the tunnel. Oh, That's what's just, oh. they, can't, they can't get enough. They can't get enough. It's like uh, a hard day's night. Exactly. You know, Oklahoma City. <laughs> Yeah, as you know, Rajon Rondo as well has the same problem in, in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean... He's a heartthrob. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, outfits, at Fay Nation asks, first round playoff outfits ranked? Good question. I mean, I, I can't... I can't say Russ isn't going to take the W here. Um, I saw some good stuff from Damian Lillard last night. Uh, after game three, he was wearing... Oh, was, uh, he, was he wearing another, like, 15-piece suit? Yeah, he looked like he was going to church, and afterwards they were going to hit up the Golden Corral. It's really remarkable. It's like, uh, yeah, I'll have an extra side of collard greens with uh, the suit that I purchased. So he's up there. Um, there was Andre Iguodala's beanie. Uh, yeah, that beanie. Was, he looked really miserable for that some reason. That picture you took was said. hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I'll tweet it out on the Round Ball Rock account if you don't know what I'm talking about. He just looks cross-eyed or, like, 
stoned or something. It's really it's really great. Uh, any other outfits you guys saw this this last week that you were impressed by? Durant was, uh, I think Ethan Booker on Twitter noticed that Kevin Durant was dressed exactly the same as Tom Cruise in Collateral, <laughs> which was very accurate and somewhat strange. Um, oh yeah, he looked pretty sharp actually. And, he, and another thing is he was going off on the bench, man. He was celebrating like he was uh, Robert Sacre. It was crazy. Full Bazemore on a in, lot of those. Did you say he, he went full Bazemore? Full <laughs> Bazemore is what I said, yes. Uh, he loves Ian Clark, so it makes sense. I do, too. He, uh, Ian Clark hit a really, really big uh, floater uh, as they were coming back from that 16-point deficit. What a game, by the way. I was there for that, as you would assume, since I'm in Portland. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I knew it yeah. was coming, too. I knew they were going to turn it on, and they were just going to rip the Blazers' heart out, and they did it. It just it was great. It, it took JaVale coming in and lighting everybody up. And, as, as Mike Brown pointed out in the press conference, just, like, them playing lockdown defense in the third quarter because um, they were just giving up so many easy baskets. You know, I don't – I just think it's there's that narrative that the Warriors are better without – Kevin Durant, which is silly, but they are sometimes better defensively with him right now just because he can't really move side to side the way he normally can. And right. apparently Patrick McCaw is a defensive wizard, even though he only weighs 120 pounds. Yeah, Pat, Pat McCaw, dude. Those those uh, role players, those young guys, really important in this series. Uh can you imagine uh, if Ian the Clark McCaw? Okay, so if the Bucks had Patrick McCaw instead of selling that draft pick to the Warriors, wouldn't he be playing thirty minutes a game against the Raptors? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, they have a lot of rookies, but yeah, he probably would. He'd be taking some of those Snell minutes. Yeah, that's exactly who I'm thinking. He whose minutes he'd be taking. <laughs> I'm not complaining about that if I'm Jason Kidd. Yeah, seriously. But we'll get to that. We'll get to it all. Yeah, everybody needs to just calm down. We have a lot to get to. We have a call. We have a call, robot. We have a call. Okay, hold on. Let the robot do its work, okay? It's quiet. It's quiet. Joey, stop laughing. The robot needs to work. Joey? Hi, it's uh, Christian, the Cal State Fullerton fan. Uh, I was calling because I saw something internet, something on the internet. I wanted to hear his opinion. Do you think if uh, Westbrook was traded to the Rockets instead of Harden, do you think we'd be in the same situation or a different one? Do you think they have a title by now? Uh, let me know. Thank you, and trust the process. Okay. Um... <laughs> Thanks, robot. <laughs> robot is uh, really doing great work. Excellent robot. Um, it, I no, I don't think that. No way, absolutely not. I don't think that Westbrook on the Rockets would mean they would win a title. Uh uh-uh. uh Do you? That's crazy. I don't. Talk. I don't. I don't necessarily think that Harden is a better compliment for Kevin Durant either. No. I mean the the failure. Of, I mean the, the the failure of the Thunder is that they have 
a bunch of really athletic guys who can go for the boards and one and a half guys on the roster who can dribble the basketball at all. Yep. Also, if you put Russell Westbrook on the Rockets, they still have the same problem as it's one guy doing most of the heavy lifting. You have to put a team together. uh, the, The real failure, the reason Durant is gone is because every time they came close, the ownership in Oklahoma City would just trade away their third best player. Yep. Like, and now they don't have a third best player. Wait, like they with Harden and then with who have, else? Serge Ibaka. Yes, yeah, Serge oh, Ibaka oh. going to Orlando <laughs> was a horrible decision. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, they got I think... Victor Oladipo, who is just completely useless in this playoffs. I think they were... I mean, that, to me, was them knowing that Kevin Durant was leaving. But, yes. But See, I thought it, it. I thought it was. Just, it was yeah. an attempt to shore up the team and have the third shooter. Yeah, it's just for, indicative. For whether they knew it or not, it's still indicative of the problem where they're trading guys to save money a year in advance. Well, I mean, yes and no. They did. I mean, they they gave Oladipo an extension immediately, though. Yeah, but it's a smaller extension than the one they would have had to give Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. Um, uh, I, I'm, do you think do yeah. you think the Rockets would be better if they had Westbrook instead of Harden? Me, no. I mean, I would like to see what Westbrook would do in the uh, in the D'Antoni system, but to me, they're they're like the same guy. Like they do different things, but it's still like the same shit. Like a guy who dribbles the ball sixty percent of the possessions. I think you might, having watched the series, I actually think the Rockets would be a little bit better with Westbrook, only because I just think he plays harder. I mean, obviously, that's that's like the cliche about Russell Westbrook, but there are times when, in a playoff game, James Harden is, like, walking the ball up the court, and it just feels like that's not really what you want in the D'Antoni system. Maybe he's such yeah, a that's good passer and decision maker, but there were just all these plays in that stagnant fourth quarter where, well, yeah, it just seems like you might want somebody who's willing to run a little harder. That's all. I just want them. I want the more efficient guy still. And I mean, I don't think Russell Westbrook's efficiency goes up if he's on the Rockets. No, but his. I mean, James Harden is terrible on defense. And Westbrook did not have a great defensive year, but I still would kind of rather take Russ in a playoff game over Harden on the defensive end. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, it's a hypothetical, and uh, it will never happen. So let's move (laughs) on. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys get it out of your system. News. We got some news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. It's the playoffs. There's the news. There's no other other <laughs> thing going on in basketball, right? Who gives a shit what's happening in basketball? It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about 
Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're gonna be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. When the playoffs are over, we'll be talking about the big three. So that's that's <laughs> when you know things are getting dire. We right can now, talk Knicks whenever we want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys know what's going on. They're a mess. Okay, so what we're going to do this week is something a little different. We're going to go series by series and talk about the particulars of each matchup. Because uh, besides Pacers, Cavaliers, everything is fairly intriguing. Um, so there's a lot to discuss. Let's start with the most recent game that we saw, and that's Jazz Clippers. Rudy Gobert made his return triumphant uh, to a certain degree, even though he didn't really play in the fourth quarter. Uh, they won. Joe Johnson went off yet again. I mean, uh, we've made fun of Joe Johnson's uh, seven-time All-Star and future Hall of Famer Joe Johnson went off. Uh, in the Jazz Clippers game four. It's tied now. I can't believe it. Guys, what the heck? What's Joe Johnson on? What is I'll he tell taking? you what he's on. Drug? <laughs> I, think he, I think he's honestly on Haterade. I think it's just, like, he has no loyalty to the Utah Jazz. It's almost like he's there just ruining Chris Paul's time. I, well, here's what I think it is, honestly. I think this is a Doc Rivers. This is all he's mad at Doc Rivers because he was the obvious guy who was good in the Eastern Conference five years ago and should be on the Clippers, and he's mad he didn't get a call. Well, no, he was. They were on his short list, and he chose the he chose the Jazz, and he he made the right choice, don't you think? Yes. I mean, when you. Granted, you look at those two rosters and you say, oh, the Jazz, really? I'm going to go play with with, uh, Alec Burks and Rodney Hood? No thanks. I'm going to go play with CP3 and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan. But it's not looking so hot right now for the Clippers. No, Blake Uh, is out, uh, and they're uh, the Clippers in the playoffs. Austin Rivers may be more important than we gave him credit for because uh, they have no one besides Raymond Felton to back up CP3. He's yeah. doing everything right now. Well, I mean, tonight was a crazy duel between Jamal Crawford and Joe Johnson, <laughs> who were drafted 17 years ago and 16 years ago. There are there are fans uh, following just, just crazy teenage playoff fans who have never been alive in a world where Jamal Crawford was not in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, so, somebody queue up It's Gonna Be Me by sync because uh, I feel like I'm in 2001 all over again. It's This This is bonkers. Yeah, it's... Uh, this has been a fun series. This has been a really fun series. It's I, I feel like it's very unpredictable. It's hard to say. Each game has just been such a slugfest. Yeah, yeah. it is weirdly two teams that... In theory, like, in your minds, they should be fast teams, because it's like, oh, Lob City and the young Utah Jazz, but they are two teams that want to walk the entire game. I mean, I think you're just... (laughs) Are you allowed to fast break in Utah on a Sunday? That's what it seemed like in the game. 
Well, they shouldn't even be allowed to play basketball. This is a shocking decision <laughs> by the NBA to play to, to schedule a game in Utah on the Lord's Day. I mean, I mean I... Adam Silver <laughs> shouts to him for for just pissing on religious tradition in Salt Lake City. And the Jazz themselves well, started... Well, did they serve beer? Well, they started Sommelier Boris Diaw, which is... That's true. That's a, an amazing move for somebody. <laughs> oh, Boris, Boris is more of a coffee guy anyway, let's be fair. Yeah, I guess so. Well, he uh, did, I think okay. he brought a U-Haul full of wine when he <laughs> I drove just... from Texas to Salt Lake City. I just know, you know... That's crazy. It, it does actually make sense because... Now Utah will have two sainted Josephs. Joseph Smith <laughs> and future Hall of Famer <laughs> Joseph Johnson. Wow. Are you saying that Joseph Smith was the original ISO Joe? <laughs> I am. He did go it alone. Yeah. Jo- uh, Joseph Johnson went, went there and he found the golden tablets, and those golden tablets are destroying Christopher Paul. <laughs> This reminds me, uh, yesterday, uh, during, during the game, there was a sign in the crowd uh, in Moda Center that said, uh, Christ Joseph, or no, Christ Jesus McCollum, which uh, I guess he died mm. for our sins last night. In wow. the well, quarter. I think, well, that explains why Steph Curry iced the game, because he is a religious man and he hates blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't think that shit was funny <laughs> at all. Yeah, that is the... CJ McCollum is the golden calf. Uh, real, <laughs> new nickname for the pod. <laughs> uh, real fast, let's talk about... Let's talk about Blake Griffin, because... Uh, regardless of whether or not the Clippers advance uh, to the second round, Blake's not playing. So, Blake wow. Griffin has... He, he has a, a lot of questions heading into next season. Um, so let's ask a couple of them right now. First of all, um, what the fuck is he going to do? Is he going to leave? He can leave. He can leave. He can go somewhere else. <laughs> Where does he, he leave go? Los Angeles. OKC, baby. Miami. Going home. No, go home. I don't, go home I don't know home, if he's... Play with Russ. It feels like a weird move for a guy who is developing a television show. Because yeah, he's about... the most Hollywood dude. And the television show was about a family from Oklahoma moving to Los Angeles. It would be a real zigzag <laughs> if he were to reverse that did decision sub- and return to Oklahoma City. Did you submit a packet for that show? I did, yeah. Uh, you, really? You did? No, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I believed you. Um, yeah, I mean, as Hollywood as that guy is, I mean, other than the Lakers, where do you go? I mean, you can't hang out with James Corden all the time if you're in Oklahoma City. No, I mean, I really think the um, Lakers are the only real destination. I, I would, I would hate that. I would hate that so much. If Wesley, the Knicks oh. trade Carmelo Anthony, um, they could have the cap space. You guys, what do you guys think about the improv scene in New York? I mean, it's, it's different. I'm, it's, I'm asking it's a different get, comedy scene. I'm <laughs> asking if he can get stage time in New York. That's got to be. Important. I mean, he absolutely he can, can get all... stage time in New York. Yeah, that's part of the package. His style, his style will have to change. It's a lot more aggressive and crowd work he- heavy, but uh, I think he could do it. The problem is that when he starts doing his ass cat shows, 
James Dolan is going to insist on doing the monologue every single day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can I open? Can I open? Let me feature. Let me feature, bro. Wesley Johnson's been getting more uh, playing time because of this injury. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, he's old. That's no, perfect. Paul Pierce, Jamal Crawford. And by the way, even though most Spates entered the league two full years earlier, still younger than Wesley Johnson. That's insane. <laughs> That's actually insane. Um, Joey, what do, you, what do you think Blake should do next year? Uh, I said this to Sean. I was kind of joking, but maybe not. I think Blake, his body is just so destroyed. Um, maybe he should consider just taking the year off. Like a gap like, year? Yeah, like, like work on college? his TV show, get his body right. <laughs> Uh, hang out with Sean O'Connor. Decide if he really loves basketball. And then yeah, figure I mean, it out from there. It definitely worked for uh, Larry Sanders, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Sean, what do you think he should do? Uh, I think this is the golden opportunity. I've, I've heard that it could be an eight to nine month injury, which means you got to rush... Space Jam 2 into production right now. You work the injury in, and uh, the Monsters don't take the talent of the players. They actually just steal hamstrings and Achilles tendons from the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> and Doc Rivers' vocal cords. Yes, yes, and the vocal cords. <gasps> <laughs> what are you guys talking about with my vocal cords? I talk normal, just like a regular guy. <laughs> We're not going to go to chapel with the Tasmanian devil anymore. <laughs> uh, let's, move, let's move on to the next series. Dubs Blazers, guys. Steve Kerr, I went to his, his press conference. He was just like ashen. He was so depressed. Announcing that he may or may not be able to coach the rest of this postseason. Oh, that sucks, Very man. Sad. It's crazy. Um, I, and I got to say, look, I'm a Warrior fan. I uh, I don't have faith in the Mike Brown experience. <laughs> what I have, I have full confidence that Mike Brown can lead them to the conference finals. As he's done so wrote, many I times before. Whole, I just wrote a whole column about why Mike Brown is going to be fine. So it's a shame that you have no faith. He'll be what fine. What does he have to really do? What does no. he have to really do? No, he's good at getting guys to play defense, and that's all they need to do. Yeah, that was the one problem that they really had in the first half of game three is that they weren't getting any stops and they fixed it they started trapping they started switching well i really think that steve kerr is a great coach and a good leader but uh i think that one of the the benefits of having mike brown actually on the offensive side is that he's more inclined to just let them go and they're mm -hmm. better when they're not running plays Especially when yeah. it's the playoffs and other teams know your plays. I just would be, so, I would feel so much more confident if they'd named Ron Adams the head coach. And it would be such a great well, story. It would be so such a better story if it was Ron well, Mike, Adams. Like a well, guy who doesn't want to be a head coach. That's why Mike Brown steps in. This Mike is re said, redemption, I did not want to do it, yeah. Do you think this is, uh, is Ron Adams like Shooter from Hoosiers? 
where Steve <laughs> Lincoln has to alcoholic? fake a migraine to get him on the court? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I don't think he's an alcoholic. Um, apparently, Draymond Green was trash-talking Mo Harkless in Game 3. So apparently, Draymond Green was talking some trash to Mo Harkless yesterday. Guys? Uh, <laughs> he, he's been doing it all series, apparently. I had no um, idea. Yeah, apparently in game two. So, you know the story about how Mo Harkless didn't take any threes the last three games so he could shoot 35% from the field mm-hmm. and make uh, $500,000 because of a bonus in his contract? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Draymond said that left him open and said, you ain't going to shoot that shot. You still chasing that petty change. <laughs> That's so mean. That is, that is an excellent burn. That rules. Oh, that's so oh good. And then in game, wow. and then in game three, he left him open again. <laughs> he left him open again and said, "Go ahead. If you make this one, I might think about contesting the next one." Oh. <laughs> That's so rough. You know what man. he should do is offer to pay him the bonus. <laughs> if he so makes he can start one shooting. single three. Like, I'll cut you a check if you take this shot, bro. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I have nothing else to say about this series. It's over. Tomorrow, it's over. Yeah. Um, I don't think KD Shut is even going to play, and it's Let's over. Let's go home. Let's go home. Shut it down! Yeah, I think, want to... I think KD should play though. Honestly, I don't think I don't think so. Just uh, just for 20, 25 minutes, I say he just gotta, to get his he's got to get his rhythm back. Yeah, yeah. he's got to get used yeah, to but running if they're playing... around. Can't look like Yusuf Nurkic yeah, out but it... there. <laughs> Hold on, but if they're playing either the Clippers or the Jazz, they're walking all over them. I don't think they even need KD to play in that series. Oh, by the way, the uh, inside the NBA gone fishing has come out. And uh, it's the the Pacers going fishing with not only the cast of Parks and Recreation, but also David Letterman and Paul George is wearing a Lakers t-shirt. So. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. That's real, dark. Too real. Too uh, real. By uh, the way, Mo Harkless did not take any threes last night. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Preserving All right, his let's... bonus. <laughs> Let's move on to a series that, that matters, that is more interesting. Spurs-Grizzlies. Oh, man. Wow. That game four was so great. Dude, oh, this oh. whole series has been fucking awesome. It's... Like, we didn't get to talk about it at all, but, like, that Fisdale rant was so tight. Oh. Pop running. This has just been great. Joey, do we, you... do we want to drop in the, uh, the R&B track he cut between games three and four yeah i think we should uh so as we all know we heard the take that for data don't rook me uh rant and you know fizdale he's got that smooth voice he's a little bit like tone loke and uh i heard he cut a little r&b track oh damn wow that's smooth robot play the smooth jam Not even give us a chance. Explain it to me. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. But I'm not going to let them treat us that way. 
We had 15 free throws for the game. We don't get the respect that these guys deserve because Mike Conley doesn't go crazy. He has class and he just plays the game. But they're not going to rook us. Explain it to me. That's unacceptable. That was unprofessional. My guys dug in that game and earned the right to be in that game and they did not even give us a chance. Take that for data. Amazing! Wow. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know he was so talented. He's not only a master motivator, but he's a sensitive soul. That's beautiful. Yeah, he's also in Boys to Men. That is so sick. <laughs> uh, Motown Philly's back again, guys. What, who do you think is going to win this series? Uh, uh, the Spurs scare me because Marcus Aldridge is playing like I would play if I was out there for the Spurs. So, <laughs> come on, Dave. What, you could get I mean, three rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think the Grizzlies are gonna can win? Do you think that they have what it takes to beat Greg Popovich in his own game? I mean, I was going to say, I mean, they have two of the best three players in the series. Um, so it's possible, but I don't know. It's just rough that they are so thin on the wing. Like, I just don't know how many times Vince Carter can play 30 minutes in a first-round series. Because he was kind of hobbled by the end. But is is well, there any? And I heard he's. I heard he's. I also heard he has a graduation coming up. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's getting yeah. seven. <laughs> he's got to get yeah. an honorary degree, and he's going to fly back to North Carolina. Um, <laughs> is there any chance that Tony Allen's back? I, I don't know. That would make a huge difference. Uh, also, yeah. Kawhi is doing everything. Uh, Manu Ginobili has no points. That's troubling. Yeah. And they've played it four sure games. Is. That's four games worth of zero points. So I just that's, don't... That's bad. I can't see Pomp benching him or anything, but I just don't know... Because that, that bench unit used to work really well when it was Kawhi and David Lee and Pau Gasol, and now maybe it's... Maybe you can't... Like, it's a Gasol versus a Gasol screws it all up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like the end of South Mark, Bay Tales. They can't shake hands. Yeah, and Vince Mark Carter's is like, dominating pal. And Vince Carter's even older than Manu, and that neutralizes him. And like, I don't know. You know what they say? Black don't crack. Let's be honest. It it seemed to me that Vince last Carter's night. It seemed to me that last night Mike Conley just figured out he can do whatever he wants at any time against Tony Parker. Which is bad news for the Spurs. This is why I think Memphis is going to win the series. You've got Memphis now? I think they're a more cohesive team. I got Memphis, yeah. Take that for data. After game four, I I just don't... I think that they're demoralized. And I think that uh, Kawhi making all those shots to keep them in the game uh, was great. But when you throw your best punch and you don't knock the guy out, what are you going to do next, man? They're boned. It's over. It's going six. It's going six. Oh, six? Yeah. It's going oh, six. six? Oh, six? Yeah, it's going six. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. I think Memphis is a better team, ultimately. Nobody else is scoring points for San Antonio. Nobody. Who I else just is going to step like... up? 
I mean, think about I this. Do... Think about this. Hold on. David just... Lee, baby. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, so we watched this Utah Clipper game, and the whole time I was like, and I think I said this to you guys in our text message thread, nobody is stepping up to score for Utah. They're going to lose. They're down by seven or five or whatever it was for most of the, the second half of that game. And then, and then future Johnson. Hall of Famer Joe yeah. Johnson showed and up and shoved it down your face. Exactly. Someone's got to step said, up. He said, take that for data. Someone has to step up <laughs> for San Antonio. That's name is not Kawhi Leonard. And I don't know who that is. It's not going to be Danny Green. I'll guarantee no. you that. Can Tim Duncan come back? <laughs> it's not going to be LaMarcus Aldridge. It's not going to be Pau Gasol. It's not going to be Manny Ginobili. It's not going to be Tony Parker. They're screwed. They're going to lose. I'm sorry. It's sad. I'm sorry, Becky Garcia. You're in for a, you're in for a rough couple of days. Uh, let's move on to Rockets Thunder. This one's o- over too. This one's o- over. This is it. Oklahoma City had to win tonight, and they did not. It's yeah, done. I'm sort of shocked at how bad both teams have. I'm kind of shocked by how. Is there a hobo in your house? <laughs> is there a hobo in your house? Who is that? I just dropped a thing on the ground. Sorry. Pick it up, dude. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's weird how unpleasant the end of these games have been because they've been, like, pretty fun. And then you get to the fourth quarter and the Rockets are Hacka, Andre Roberson, people, no one can manage the clock, uh, Westbrook's not passing, you know, it's just... It gets really ugly. None of at these the things the should surprise you. None <laughs> yeah. of these things should surprise you. This I just is pretty wish, standard. I wish it was them trading buckets, and instead it's them just trading free throws at the end. And it's like, wow, the NCAA tournament isn't actually over yet. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I feel like both of those te- these teams are only theoretically fun. Yep. Just like the MVP race was only theoretically. Fun. Well, you see a lot of those Rockets yeah. numbers. You see a lot of the Rockets numbers on paper, and it's like, wow, what a cool team! And then you see them in practice, and you're like, oh, it's like four guys trying to draw a foul on every three point attempt. This isn't yeah. fun. <laughs> it's a bummer. Uh, are they going to close it out in uh, in Game Five? You think? I think so. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a fun one, and it's it's not. Um, but you know what is going to be fun? Our commercial what? break. Our commercial break. We've got another new sponsor this week. Perfect for the playoffs. It's a great fast food place out of the Midwest called Fred Fred's Hoy Burgers. Oh, and what a menu they have. It's a great combination of new dishes from all around the world. And also some old favorites. Like really old favorites. It's a new venture from Garpax, the restaurant team behind... Tiva Donuts, a donut chain that only serves old fashions. And also, Eddie's Curry, the all-you-can-eat Indian chain, guaranteed to make you gain three pounds per visit. With Hoy Burgers, they found a chef who had a moderate amount of success running a college cafeteria and put him in charge of a multi-million dollar operation. The signature item is the Jimmy Burger. Versatile and satisfying, all the ingredients you want. And at Hoy Burgers, they cook it for 45 to 46 minutes a night, just squeezing every ounce of flavor out of it. There's the Rolo Burger, which is a solid, unspectacular sandwich, though sometimes they forget it's on the menu. For beverages, there's the Lemon D. Wade. Usually it's old and sour, but once a week it's really good. 
They no longer sell the Doug's McBuckets of fried chicken because they gave away the recipe for very little. Stop asking about it. And food handlers? There is a lot of people that handle the food, though many of the employees arrive from other, better restaurants because their food handling was so poor. And your salads come as giant chunks of vegetables. There's virtually no salad shooting anywhere in the kitchen. We'll be honest. At Hoiburgers, your food going your food is going to come in weird combinations that don't go well together. A Jimmy burger with a chicken sandwich and a 32-ounce cup of grease. The sea bass served between two apple pies. And pineapple nachos served by a shirtless and confused Michael Carter Williams. You've got to order at the counter because at Hoiburgers, they don't understand the importance of driving. Besides, the food might sit out a long time. At Hoiburgers, they don't have any idea when things have gone cold. Hoiburgers. We fry our burgers. There's no grill. Because somehow Hoiburgers can never be fired. Wow, that sounds not delicious. A pineapple nacho? How does that even work? <laughs> what, are the, what are the physics behind them? Like, are they pineapples instead of chips? Is that... And then with, like, sour cream? That's gross. I wouldn't eat that shit. Take that for nasty... No. <laughs> I don't uh, know if they're going to advertise again. I, well, they no one ever advertises on our show a second time. Right. No. You know that. <laughs> why, why is that, by the way? What did, we, what did we do that was so wrong to all these sponsors? I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> do we want to do Kobe quotes first, or do we want to talk about the Eastern Conference? Let's do those we Kobe can... quotes and then go to the East. Okay, so Kobe Bryant is insane. Um, what else is there to say about it? Besides that he's lost his mind and now thinks that he's Wim Wenders. <laughs> he was at the Tribeca Film Festival and uh, premiered some film. And uh, it's called Dear Basketball. So yet again, Kobe Bryant is writing a letter to a concept instead of a person. I think this uh, is a short film based on his poem that he published in the Players' Tribune. So I'm going to say that maybe Derek Jeter is the executive producer of the film. Is that correct? Is that how oh, yeah. the hierarchy works at the Players' Tribune? I hope he gets a taste. I hope does, he gets 10%. Does David Ortiz get a producing credit? I don't know. Okay. You want me to fire up IMDb Pro and see no, your basketball? Uh, I guess no, I'm doing okay. it right now. Let's see. IMDb Pro. Oh, last time I was on IMDb Pro, I looked up myself. That's that's great. I gotta log in. Oh man, guys, this is getting hard. <laughs> Give me a sec. Okay, loading. Here we go. Deer basketball. Glenn Keane. An animated telling of Kobe Bryant's poem Deer Basketball, directed by Glenn Keane. There's no producers listed. Oh, no, there is. Only producer listed is Kobe Bryant. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and you know how they have that note, the known for? Yeah, known what's for he known section? for? Okay, so Glenn Keane is known for the movie Tangled. Okay. Oh, which you okay. might remember is an animated feature film about Rapunzel. Okay. Uh, Kobe Bryant is known for being the Black Mamba. <laughs> it just says, known for the Black Mamba. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a short film too, directed by Robert Rodriguez. It's a commercial, uh, but I just love that he's known for the Black Mamba. Anyway, he had a lot of stuff to say um, at this event for his film. Let's let's read some of these quotes. Mm -hmm. Real fast, courtesy of Michael Gluckstadt, 
who uh, transcribed some of Kobe's more interesting quotes. His game, si- uh, excuse me, his 2009 Game Six performance against the Nuggets was inspired by Beethoven's <laughs> Fifth Symphony. <laughs> Not a classical music guy, personally, so I don't know if this is accurate or not, but uh, just the sound of it makes me mad. Beethoven's fifth is... Yeah, no, that's the hackiest Beethoven symphony. That's like saying, like, oh, my my performance on this podcast is uh, inspired by Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) My favorite Beatles song is A Hard Day's Night. I get it now, okay. You know what's a good rolling... Song, start me up. <laughs> so uh, uh, he's talking about his teammates, and uh, his his response to this topic is: In sports, you have restrictions. <laughs> I, I, it's technically not a restriction; it's it's a feature of the game. But uh, uh, I mean, I would say Smush Parker was restrictive. Sure, why not? <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Kobe had 60 in his last game, but could have had 90 if he didn't miss the easy ones. True. I'm gonna now, say... this implies that he made all of the hard ones. <laughs> all of the hard ones went in, but God, those, those bunnies just, they, they just didn't fall for him. That I day. mean, he did, get, Kobe... he did take 60 shots, correct? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Please read my... Um, my my uh, look back at Kobe's last game on Bleacher Report. All right, next thing. That same night, he was so caught up in his writing, he forgot he had a basketball game. He forgot he had a basketball game. The last game of his career. He forgot. And it, I presumably I he that. was writing Muse Cage? His, his Muse Cage philosophies? No, he was writing the poem. He was writing this poem. That's Wait, so he was writing basketball. about the- he was writing about the fact that he was quitting basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and could not remember uh, that he was quitting basketball that night. He didn't, like, do a Google Calendar alert or something of, like, hey, you got to go to the arena game tonight. Was Play anyone – was he looking at his phone when people were texting him, good luck on your final NBA game, Kobe? <laughs> like, did he block Flea's number or something? Yeah, like <laughs> – does Arsenio, is he on the block list? What happened? Look, man, Vanessa, he walking senioritis. By it's senioritis. Classic case. <laughs> oh, man. And he didn't go to college, so this and, is his yeah. one moment to have it. I mean, right? in college, I gave the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company two weeks notice and then did not show up for those final two weeks, so I get it. Wouldn't it have been tight if Kobe didn't come to the game? <laughs> that would have been the coolest thing ever. Everyone's there and losing their minds and all the fucking media. And it's like, yeah, Kobe just he slept he slept through the alarm. He's wearing he's wearing yeah, he's wearing headphones, he's in a soundproof room and an all white jumpsuit or whatever. He's in the outfit from that buildings. New York Times magazine article. One hundred percent. Yes. Good God. Uh, when Kobe meditated, he used to think about basketball, but then his mind began to drift to narrative and story arc. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, that's just... He just says things to sound cool. I get it. Okay. Kobe knew he wanted John Williams to score his next project, but he had to finish Star Wars first. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey man, I know you're like 87 years old and you're very lucky to even be alive to do the Star Wars movies. But when you have free time and you're not on your breathing apparatus or eating soup out of a tube, can you come do my short film about my poem? God but again, again, this is Kobe just proving he has the most. He is, when it comes to classical music, he is a basic-ass bitch. John Williams, <laughs> Beethoven's yeah, he, fifth, grow up, He couldn't up, even man. get, like, Danny Elfman for Hans this. Zimmer, James, maybe? James Horner? <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, he's dead, oh, Joey. excuse me. Yeah, yeah you're whatever. excused, dude. Jesus Christ. Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh? Um, it would have been really cool if Kobe got uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda to do Muse <laughs> I think Lin-Manuel Miranda, I mean, you know he's very selective about his public appearances and the things that he'll agree to do, but I think he <laughs> I think he just might is be that, willing to, to visit that the a joke? Yes, it is a joke. Were you being sarcastic? Okay. I'm being very sarcastic. Look, Lin- uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is... A corny motherfucker, and even Muse Cage is too corny for him, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Seals are too athletic for Great Whites, so Great Whites sit back and bide their time. That's how I guarded Alan Iverson. (laughs) (laughs) I read all of these before, but the fact that he still said that they exist and he said them is infinitely hilarious to me. How is a seal too athletic? Like, is a seal an athletic animal at all? No, no, they're not. They're fat. They do treat <laughs> tricks for treats. Now I'm all I can think about is a seal just flopping over Tyron Lue and like really kind of struggling and just getting him all wet and covered in salt water and like fish heads. <laughs> I mean, if he wanted to compare a basketball player to a seal, he should have picked O.J. Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he said, I love writing as much as I loved basketball. He lied. <laughs> I don't know if he lied about that. He might. That was a little editorializing by our dude. Gluckstat from uh, HBO's Gluckstat. This is he's from HBO. <laughs> no, it's Showtime's Gluckstat. <laughs> Uh, when Kobe uh, was asked who his greatest inspiration was, he answered, Michael Jackson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, he, which he straight up stole from Meta World Peace. Let's be honest. <laughs> Accused pedophile, Michael Jackson. Okay, so let's talk about the Eastern Conference, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> um, I mean, he certainly... Hold on. Kobe Bryant... Okay. Kobe Bryant's greatest inspiration certainly is someone named Michael J, but it's not Jackson. <laughs> Do you think he loved yeah. that video for Jam? It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I wish it was me. I wish it was me, bro. What I mean, what what R and B superstar would he have been able to participate in in a music video with R. Kelly? I, I feel mean, like they have something in common. Well, I mean, I they? guess only. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I actually heard that the video Jam was banned in Italy, so I don't think Kobe's ever seen it. Oh, because two black people were having fun in it? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, one one thing I want to add here real quick before we move on is uh, I follow Tavi Jevinson on Instagram, and she mm-hmm. had a 
a Muse Cage themed birthday party. I know. So I sent you guys. I sent you guys a photo. <laughs> what the fuck? Kobe's Kobe's uh, target demographic has changed quite a bit since he was in the NBA, hasn't it? <laughs> he's got he's got young bloggers following his every move now. That's great. Anyway, Eastern Conference playoffs. We really saved the best for last, didn't we, guys? Boston and Chicago. <laughs> uh, Ray John Rondo is hurt which has left Chicago desperate for a point guard. Unfortunately, their best option is uh, playing for the Knicks and went to the game in the stands. Derek Rose. What a shame. It's so sad. Uh, everybody else that they have that's actually playing point guard is horrible. Michael Carter-Williams. I think we can officially label him a bust. Yes? <gasps> but he won Rookie of the Year! I know, but he sucks. What? I mean, they have. They also traded for a point guard at the trade deadline, and they don't play him. Campaign. Right. Uh, derp. They yeah. were playing Isaiah Kanan today. So no Jerry and Grant, who they traded Derrick Rose for. Uh, no Mark, Michael Carter-Williams, who they traded Tony Snell for. No Cameron Payne, who they traded Todd Gibson for. Isaiah Kanan. Who is? He got, is he like? Was he the father of Joseph with the coat of many colors? <laughs> <laughs> can we can we uh, just admit that Fred Hoiberg is a bad coach? Yeah, he's the worst coach in the NBA. I think. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Yep. Yep. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he just. It was. Today's game was so frustrating because the refs were out of control. But uh, Isaiah Thomas had four fouls very with, with a ton of time left in the game in the third quarter. And they just put him on Paul Zipser. And Fred Hoiberg was like, well, I guess, I guess there's nothing an NBA team can do to attack a defender who's hiding somewhere. I mean, it's not like we could have Zipser... <laughs> set a screen or do literally anything else for a guy being guarded by a five six dude with four fouls. They just didn't do anything. They never went to Jimmy Butler against him. It was just Brent Stevens is a good coach, but this was sort of like when you saw Floyd Mayweather fight Pacquiao the second time when you're like, and eh, this is more a failure on the loser's part than a <laughs> triumph for the winner. Look, Gerald Green started for for um, Brad Stevens. What the? What's up with that? Huh? What's going on there? Gerald Green? It's just great to see a dude who's like he's the Eastern Conference JaVale McGee, like a guy yeah. off the scrap heat who, who they definitely did not even really want to make the roster. You know what I mean? Like they were planning to take R.J. Hunter. No, it's he's like yeah, he's the scrap heap guy. Came out of nowhere, really athletic, and suddenly he's just dominating. Once they've brought him into the starting lineup, Amir Johnson sat down and Gerald Green went to work. It was crazy. Anything else about this series before we move on to something that doesn't suck? Uh, I still th I still think the Bulls are going to win in six. <laughs> wow, dude. I don't... I, no, okay, maybe, sure. It's tied, so anyone, it's anyone's ball game. Oh, God, I don't care. I think Rondo's I really coming back, bro. 
With a broken thumb? I mean, yep. I guess Nurkic played with a broken leg, so anything is possible. I anything think, is possible. I think we're getting a surprise oh. Rondo start. He also uh, tried to trip Jay Crowder while he was on the bench and claimed, oh, we... he claimed that if you tear your ACL, sometimes your leg will just jut out uncontrollably. <laughs> Like that. Uh, can we can we also really briefly touch on Robin Lopez uh, trying to untie? Was it Jay Crowder's shoe? Was it Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder Who's threw shoe? his shoe, and then he tried to unfasten Jay Crowder's shoe. Yes. Isn't that isn't that the best thing you've ever seen? It's pretty Robin good. Robin Lopez. It's nice. Who to see throws a shoe? <laughs> oh man, random task from my favorite Who? movie, The Austin Powers. Who throws a shoe? <laughs> Uh, Fred Hoiberg also benched Robin Lopez for the whole fourth quarter for no real reason today. I would rather watch Austin Powers in Goldmember than another one of these games. This series sucks. Let's move on. <laughs> Cleveland, Indiana. It's over. This, you know what? Chicago and Boston should take a page from Cleveland, Indiana. Get it done. And end. end it. End it. You know what? I believe in assisted suicide, and that's what LeBron James is so good at, is pulling the plug on teams that suck. And And, uh, wrap it the fuck up, bud. It was crazy that every game was close, too. Yeah, I think this is the closest sweep in NBA history. (laughs) What was the point differential, 10 in the Uh, whole series? I think it was like 15 to 20, something like that. Good God. Um, Yeah. Paul George... Didn't uh, didn't continue his history of late game magic. Oh wait, he's kidding. He's terrible <laughs> at the end of games. He's the opposite of the Black Mamba. He can't. He's not clutch. <laughs> that that nigga ain't clutch. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Paul George, is he gone? Is he leaving? Is this it? I think he is. Is he going to Lake Lakerland? Do do the Lakers really trade for him? After this performance? Oh, yeah. 100%. The Lakers have, have nobody. Who do they have to give up? <laughs> whoever whoever they want, man. I mean, whoever Larry wants. Well, Larry wants, Larry gets. And he uh, wants they... a big, big old wedding cake, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's to eat his feelings. <laughs> Who do the Lakers have who's, like, uh, maybe, like, Past his prime and a Caucasian stiff. Mozgov? Uh, Timothy Mozgov? There we go. Mozgov, yeah. He'd be a fan favorite. He's on a fat old contract, too. Dude, Indiana would love Larry Nance Jr. more than most. Larry Nance is an underrated trade chip. He really is. I would love to keep him, but I think he's incredibly valuable to the right team. I'm not going to co-sign that. on that, but I could see Larry Bird trading for him because he's like, no, he... I remember Larry Nance. No, Larry Nance <laughs> is athletic. He's a good defender. He, he disrupts uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, offensive uh, scheme. Like, what teams he's would a, Larry good, Nance... What teams would he start for? The Boston Celtics. I don't know about that. He would definitely... None of those dudes can jump. And the one guy who does is like five foot eight. Did Larry Nance start for the Los Angeles Lakers this no. year at any point? No. Yeah, why no. would he start for the Boston Celtics? He can rebound. <laughs> can I'd rather have. 
Uh, yeah, he's he can jump like crazy, man. Were you about to yeah, say you'd rather arm? have him? Were, were you about to say you'd rather have him than Al Horford? A hundred percent. Al Horford sucks. Larry <laughs> Nance put up six and five this year. Okay, um, coming off the bench 20, for a bad team in twenty-three minutes. It seems like he would have scored more on a bad team. That's all. No, he's like maybe he's not that kind of guy. Yeah. No, he's he's a he's a team player. Uh, the Cavaliers defense. Are we sure they're good? No, I'm not. It's, it's no, I, they gave up a hundred points. What in every game to Indiana? Nah. Yeah. They're gonna get torched by the Warriors. Oh boy. They also they're gonna be best, ugly. It felt like their best defensive arrangement involved <clears throat> Kyle Korver and Channing Frye and Darren Williams, and then. What you're saying makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. No way. And like No, the, no, no. The Pacers have one guy who can shoot on the whole team. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't feel great about it, but they are getting a lot of rest, so I don't know. When is Ty Lue going to break out his secret plan to fix their defense? I mean, it, it Remember just, that may or may not exist? It <laughs> Remember just, that quote? It's, it's just like Nixon's <laughs> plan to get out of Vietnam. Yes, that's okay. exactly what it was. <laughs> it just it just feels like when the Cavs are in dire straits, they're, they've been doing the same thing for three years, which is taking out Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and letting LeBron and the bench take over. And it's still working. It's just, it's strange to me that that is still seemingly their more successful alignment. Yeah, it worked against the Pacers. But I mean, it was like it's like what they did on the run in 2015 too, where it was just like LeBron and Delhi and Shumpert just going. Oof. Yeah, Oof. it's strange. It I, they're be... going to lose. They're going to lose in the finals. It's a shame. Sorry, Cleveland. Joey, how do you feel about your Cavs out in the second round? Uh, I mean, I'm still feeling all right about it. <laughs> uh, in fact, I think if anything. Uh, the fact that they were able to win all these games against the Pacers, even though like their problems were glaring, is uh, not a great sign for adjustments in the future. It's either um, they're gonna lose, so it's Washington that they would play next, right? You think the no, Wizards are Toronto? Gonna beat them? It's Toronto or the Bucks. Oh, that's the f- that's the two. That's the three six. Cleveland's oh, a yeah, two seed, because, baby. Well, hold on. That's, that's assuming that the, the Celtics beat the uh, the Bulls. It, it doesn't you, matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, doesn't recede. They play the it three six recede. no matter what. Uh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, but, yeah, couldn't you see a scenario where uh, Toronto fixes whatever their problems are and they win uh, two close games against the Cavs and then... I, mean, uh, I hope so. I got money on it, baby. The or Bucks, the Bucks. couldn't you also see uh, Giannis just destroying them in six games, seven yeah, games? Yeah, the I Bucks could, match up with them really well. I could not see the Bucks beating them, but I could see the Raptors beating them. I can see the Bucks beating them. Bucks don't really have any shooting, and I think that Tony Snell, baby, Thon Maker, baby, Thon Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Adult baby thought maker. <laughs> um, 
Let's, but yeah, let's Toronto, move on to Toronto, Milwaukee. While we're at it, oh, yeah. Shall we? Shall we talk about Toronto, this is, Milwaukee? Right this now? is a fun series. Kind of, it's, and it's also I think it's the, a very plodding, the dumbest series. series of them all. Yeah, it's real dumb. I don't understand how each team is getting <laughs> just, just, just hoodwinked at every subsequent adjustment. <laughs> Well, we've got a couple of worst coaches in the league candidates right here. Dwayne Casey and uh, Jason Kidd. Oh, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> I think Kidd's a good coach, and I think what? Casey's a good defensive That's... coach. No, they're both good coaches. What? Yeah. What? Jason Kidd? Yeah. What? Yeah. I think Jason Kidd's a good coach. Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> How many... I'm not buying it. Jason Kidd's made the playoffs three of his four years as a head coach. Is that right? I think that's correct, yeah. Like, what do you want? What do you want him to do? I don't know. You know, not be a bad person? Well, that's, that's true. I mean, but yeah. Phil Jackson's a great coach. How about like, that? he's a monster. Touche! <laughs> Pat Riley, baby. That's... Is he the worst, best coach? Uh, in basketball? Did someone kill a guy? Yeah, I'm just wondering. <laughs> Red Auerbach. Red Auerbach definitely killed him. He guy. beat a leprechaun to death with his bare hands. Can we? Let me ask. Let me ask the most obvious question that needs to be asked. Why is it the Raptors don't play well until their backs are against the wall and they're behind? Why do they have to go to seven games in every fucking series? Uh, I think it has to do with um, the country of Canada's just general little brother uh, problem, like. <laughs> Yeah, you know how Chicago city. is the second city? Well, I mean, Canada's like the second country, so... <laughs> well, they both, <laughs> both have great second city outposts. You know, second city Chicago, second city Toronto. Wow. Mm-hmm. They got something in common there. Do you think they uh, see... TV? <laughs> That's right, SCTV, baby. Do you think they see the Buck logo and are like, Oh, is that a moose? Hey, let's let him, <laughs> let's let him get a couple buckets, eh? Which probably... <laughs> None of the guys on the Raptors are from Canada, I don't think, and uh, especially none of them are uh, the McKinsey brothers. But fair enough, fair play to you. Uh, I think Milwaukee. I think Corey Joseph is Canadian, right? Corey Joseph is oh, Canadian. There you go. Okay, yeah, right. that's how right, he well, talks, eh? <laughs> I got two first names, and I'm a backup point guard, eh? <laughs> I, th- I think Milwaukee wins the series, guys. They do. I still think Toronto's going to yeah, take I, it. Yeah, I think Toronto's actually going to take it in six, I'm going to say. They're just better. Uh, I'm reverse jinxing it, okay? so. Oh, yeah, then uh, so Bucks, and, Bucks and five. Nice. Yeah, I think the Bucks already won it, right? It's yeah, over. It's over. <laughs> Congratulations to Once Scott, Scott Walker, Walker, governor of Wisconsin. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you piece of shit. Worse. Way to make the, one of the most fun teams in basketball. Unrootable. That Scott Walker tweet, I tweeted this, I think, but that Scott Walker tweet was the opposite of the Giannis smoothie tweet. Yeah. Like, it's it, the it, yin to the Giannis smoothie tweets yang. It's all about balance <laughs> in the universe, man. Okay? Giannis is the Jedi. Scott Walker is the Sith. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh... Again, let's let's finish up with a bang. 
the Wizards and the Hawks. Uh, oh boy. Ugh. Are, how are all of these games not on NBA TV? <laughs> What's going on here? It's just only what is on this? the. I think it's only because. Well, well, no, they had Toronto on NBA TV. That was screwed yeah, up. Yeah, they They're showing Toronto, Milwaukee on NBA TV instead of Washington, Atlanta. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's not show one of the most exciting young players in basketball. Let's show the Atlanta Hawks. You know, <laughs> I've seen Dwight Howard. Good call. I've seen Dwight Howard, like, poison a team before, but this is mm-hmm. the first series where he actively seems like he does not want to be there. Like, even with the Rockets, he still seemed like he liked being on TV, and, like, right. when Harden would be on the bench, he liked playing. Uh, but it really... His his post-game press conference after Game 2, I think he said, I don't know, to every question. <laughs> Both teams played hard. Yeah. Both uh, teams played hard. But this really feels like a game. The the classic team gets kind of humiliated in game two, comes back in game three. Like, they have a good coach and some vets, but I think I think that's the last gasp. I'm just happy to witness the Torian Prince coming out party. <laughs> He's got the best name in basketball, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that is the opposite of a bust name for sure. Yeah, he's tight. Um, he sounds like a guy who would have been directing REM videos in 1992. Like another, <laughs> another Torian Prince classic. I don't know why this question is in the rundown. Is the Scrub Lord back? Yeah, he's been back. He's been, he never no, left, no, no. dog. The question is, he's, is he the Scrub Lord again? Because uh, he's been, he's had a rough yeah. series. Yeah, he, I mean, I'm not going to say that anymore, no. No way. <laughs> I'm not going to get like, burned like that again. It's like Beetlejuice. If you say it three times, uh, Bradley Beal gets good. Yeah, I might have to interview him during the, the playoffs. I don't want to say shit about no, him. I, think, I actually think he's going to come back and score. I've already had Chris Paul jump down my throat. I don't That's need that. True. That's true. As some of you heard on last, last, time, last pod. Yeah. I was on the show. Making a fool of myself to Chris Paul. <laughs> I think I think uh, we put "I'm coming home" under it, Dave. Did you oh, I heard. I listened. I listened to that. Real funny, guys. Um, Markeith Morris and Paul Millsap are feuding. Is this the most boring feud of all time? Did anyone? Does anyone care? Did anybody anticipate this happening? Um, uh, well, Mar- this whole series does- is fucking sucks. Did Markeith think he was a like a defenseless homeless man? Is that why they're fighting? <laughs> they didn't beat up a homeless Jesus. man. Come on, they beat that up was a... his brother. No, I'm just... Yeah, they beat up an able-bodied adult. <laughs> oh, I heard it With was a, a homeless. Man. No, it's not a homeless man. It's a guy that a guy who was like an aspiring. He was like, okay, what would you call like the homeless man's worldwide west? He was like block-wide bill trying to like hey i'm gonna help you six six nine identical twin star athletes i'll steer you to nba stardom that's that's the guy they beat up oh that's fine i'm yeah. okay they should some they low should time again then. yeah yeah but uh i love <laughs> the way that you described it it's like he's patrick bateman and he's feeding a, a, a cat to an atm so this sounds better than what I thought it was. It did seem like they ganged up on a guy, and they were young, gigantic men, and he was a normal-sized man. So that it wasn't the best look, but 
He was not a homeless man. Sure, sure. Um, I do think the the most interesting thing to me is that Marcus Morris went to a game wearing his brother's jersey in the stands, and it just seems oh, yeah. like it really <laughs> seems like the opportunity for hijinks. Uh, who's the saddest player to ever sit in the stands of a playoff game? Is it Derek uh, Rose? It's Derek Rose. Andrew Derek Bynum Rose tonight. Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum. <laughs> When he went to the Cavs game in his own jersey and was wearing like moccasins, well, that's that was funny be though. Was, was it funny. though? Yeah. Was he on the joke? story later? Uh, I don't remember? Was he trying to be funny? Yeah. Well, no. What happened was is he was just randomly driving cross country by himself to some to because he was going to some school or something. And then he stopped in Cleveland, and he was like, oh, there's a game tonight. I'm going to go. Wow. Okay. But then where did he get his own jersey if he was driving across country? Oh, he I'm probably went. Sure he just... No, no, no. He went to, didn't, was he wearing a Cavs Bynum jersey? Yeah. Yes. No, he went to the fan store, like, clearance. Yeah. I'm saying he arrived at the arena and bought a Bynum. They just I had think one. So too. Really? Yeah, because because they had such a surplus. They saw that they were in the no one bought bin. a Bynum. Yeah. No one bought a Bynum except for Jimmy Bus. I mean, you can still buy. <laughs> can't you still buy Cayman gear at Staples? You can still you can still get um. Uh, oh my God! Is everybody okay? Did you, did you hear the scream? Did you guys hear the scream? Yeah, there's a little kid outside. Sorry. Ugh, great. Uh, they, you can still buy Roy Hibbert uh, Pacers gear, so I take it back. <laughs> All right, after the blood-curdling scream, let's move on to our final segment, my favorite segment. The 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors are playing in a fantasy matchup against, drumroll please, the all-time Portland Trailblazers team, because they've already demolished the, the current Trailblazers why not go piss on the graves of these classic Blazers <laughs> that also had debilitating leg injuries, just like Yusuf Nurkic? Yes. So here, right, let's, here's let's our roster. Here. Here's our roster. We got your backcourt of Wesley Matthews, Achilles mm-hmm. tear, Brandon Roy, haunted knee. Uh, mm-hmm. Manning, Manning, your front court is Greg Oden. <laughs> He's playing the three. <laughs> Bill Walton's our power forward. Sure. And Sam Bowie is uh, <laughs> at the center. This is awful. <laughs> Off the bench, we They're going to be so bad. We get Jeff Petrie. Oh, uh, no. He's, he's a little bit... A lot of people don't know how injured he was in the 70s, but he was hurt. His legs were made out of gelatin. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we also have Arvidas Sabonis. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, he's the backup two guard on this team because he's actually more mobile than most of the other guys. <laughs> and then okay. finally we have Rudy Fernandez, who was once athletic enough to compete in the three-point contest and the dunk contest, but, uh, you know, also had cartilage made of tissue paper. And, and we're thinking Yusuf Nurkic could join this list. Yeah, I mean, he's not playing in game four, or game, uh, yeah, game four. Is it game four? No, game five, right? What game is it? Game four? Game four. Game four. It's game four. 
Oh yeah, they haven't lost. Okay, I can't remember. They can still go. It's fo, all a fo, blur. Fo, as fo, Joey fo, fo. would say. I have a hard time remembering where I am half the time. I travel <laughs> so much. Mike where, Brown I'm in Portland. Right? Mike Brown before has gone fo fo too. Uh, but <laughs> that's what happened in uh, 2009, I believe. Um, this this team is not going to win. I I don't really know how to sugarcoat it or make it funny. They're not going to win. <laughs> they're, they're starting Greg Oden and Sam Bowie. What the fuck? This this is not going to work. <laughs> the Warriors are going to beat him up bad. Here's the question. Do the Warriors rest Kevin Durant for this game? Yes, absolutely. And do you think maybe they're resting him in Portland just because... It's the same wood that all these other guys have played on. Like, like the city air just isn't conducive to a leg injury ever healing. <laughs> so you're saying that, that the floor at the Moda Center is haunted. I think that's exactly what I'm saying, yes. Well, I mean, the Moda Center was only built in 1995 or something <laughs> like that. So did they transplant the same wood from whatever the fuck they call it? The, Portland Coliseum or whatever The Rose Garden or whatever? No. It was the Rose Garden, right? I think the Rose Garden and the Moda Center are the same building. The same thing, okay. yeah. They just they just sold the naming rights like a bunch of horny capitalists. Well, and Moda <laughs> is even a healthcare company, and it didn't help. That's right. I'm looking at their, their uh, headquarters as we speak through my palatial corner hotel room. <laughs> They played in the Memorial Coliseum, guys. It's called the Portland Memorial Coliseum. It was a, a memorial to all the guy, all the soldiers who <laughs> lost their legs in the war. All those dead ACLs. I highly recommend you guys uh, Google what the Portland Memorial Coliseum looks like because it looks like a Social Security administration. <laughs> <laughs> it's Which real is, ugly. Ironically, many of their players started drawing Social Security <laughs> in their <laughs> mid-20s. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Um, so, I mean, does anybody have an argument against what I'm saying? That the no. Blazers are going to lose? Nope. That they've got a bunch of scrubs that they're playing? I mean, Bill... Is, nope. I, I, let me ask this question. Let's make it more interesting, <laughs> possibly, maybe. Are these guys healthy when they're playing? Is this them in their primes, or this is... Well, you know, they're all going to rip or tear or break something at some point. I'm so. saying they're all in their primes, or it's a wheelchair basketball game. <laughs> um, I mean, even in their primes, I think the Warriors win. Yeah, me too. There's Three's too more much, than two. Too much beef in the middle. Too many bodies. I don't know if Odin's going to be able to, Not enough to chase uh, close out on the perimeter. There's literally no shooting on this team. I guess a bonus, maybe, but... Wes Matthews. Oh, yeah. Can shoot. Right. Yeah. Rudy Fernandez can shoot in theory, but not in practice. You're talking about practice, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're talking about practice. <laughs> so, yeah, Warriors in four. Fly the yeah. W. Dub, fly yeah. fly both, four W's, <laughs> Both teams played hard. Both teams played hard. This is a sweep. Good night. God bless. <laughs> uh, Sean, any anything to promote? Uh, I got some stuff on Yard Barker. My first round weekend playoff awards will be up 
uh, today, same day the podcast is out. And uh, check out the business every Monday at Little Joy in Echo Park. Joey. Uh, when's this going to be up? Tomorrow. I don't fucking know. Monday morning. Okay, I will be, um, I have a show tonight uh, at, it's uh, the Nightlight Comedy Show. Well, tonight Twitter. as in, tonight's Monday. Monday night. Monday, Monday. night. Not eight. tonight, Monday. Right, right. Which is tonight when but you're when listening they're to listening this. to Yeah, yeah. Monday. Uh, it's at 8 at the Open Space on Fairfax. It's uh, me, Josh Fadum, Andy Haynes, and Andy Kindler. And That's a Erica hot lineup. Rhodes. That's a hot yeah, lineup. Should be fun. And then also you can always follow me at Frankie Muniz on Twitter. Uh, this week I tweeted, um, you know you're really sick when you are totally okay with resting your head on a public toilet. Hashtag things you learn in Paris. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> you know he voted for Le Pen. <laughs> uh, both teams played hard. Both teams played hard. And trust the process, guys. Trust the process. Let's go home. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.